Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. Hi, my name is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for home business entrepreneurs that want to stop living small and start earning big and make this their breakthrough year. Join me each week to follow my journey as a full-time entrepreneur and network marketing professional into the worlds of personal branding and online marketing and learn how you can increase your income without sacrificing your lifestyle. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to start creating a life that you deserve. So let's begin. Welcome, everyone. Episode 15 of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. This is Bob Heilig, and I am Your Virtual Upline. I want to thank you for joining me today. Today's episode, we're going to talk about an issue that I know a lot of you probably struggle with from time to time in your business. We're going to talk about different scenarios where you need to confront people that are on your team. Now, it could be for a couple of different reasons. Maybe it's because they're not really doing the things that they need to do. You know, they're saying all the right things, but they're just not following through by taking action. Or maybe even it's a case where some people on your team are doing the wrong things, you know, doing things that could potentially harm their business or worse yet, even damage your team. So we're going to talk about that. I know that you're going to get a ton out of this episode. I'm going to give you some strategies of what you can say and how to do it, and I know that this will be uh, really beneficial for you. So before I get into that, I just want to remind you, if we haven't had a chance to connect already, I am now pretty consistently sending out two to four training videos and different pieces of content that I have on my website, bobhylig.com. But the easiest way to connect with me is you can just text your virtual upline, that's all one word, your virtual upline, just text that to the number 44222. And then what I'm also doing is I'm making the show notes available for each of the episodes. I'm having it transcribed so that if you prefer to have a hard copy where you can highlight and take notes, uh, for this particular episode, you can just text episode 15, all one word, episode 15 to the same number, 44222. So let's go ahead and get started here. Let's talk a little bit more about this issue of having to confront people that are on your team. Now, a lot of times in my experience as leaders, we get frustrated because we have people that are on our team that that have great promise and great potential. And you, you know who these people are, and you probably have them on your team right now. You know, they sign up, they say all the right things, they look really good, and they've got everything that they need to be able to just kill it in the business. But for some reason, they just never take action. You know, there's a need sometimes when that happens as a leader for you to be able to confront that issue with that person. And what I have found is, Unless you learn how to confront these types of issues when they happen, you know, really be able to get to the heart of why it's happening, why they're not taking action, the chances of them just turning it around magically are very, very slim. And oftentimes what I, you know, what I found is that if you're willing to confront the issue 
and actually hold them accountable for for their actions and, and probe a little bit and find out, hey, why are you not taking action? You find out some important things that oftentimes can get you to get that person to do what you want, to get them to do the right things, to help them be successful, which in turn helps you in your business. Now, the other side of the coin is this. Sometimes we have people that are doing the wrong things. You know, whether it's things, like I said, that could be detrimental to their own business or even worse yet, maybe it's even detrimental to your team. You know, it could be that someone's being outwardly negative. They're complaining about everything. You know, maybe that negative attitude is starting to influence other people on your team. You know, and I, in my experience, here's what I've found. Oftentimes, we as leaders are hesitant to confront these types of people because we don't want to push them away. What I've learned is this, unless you are willing to address these issues head on when they come up, the damage that they can do to an organization is far worse than you just losing that one person. Now, here's the other thing to think about. Maybe that you're in a coach-mentor kind of situation with someone on your team. You know, when you see them doing something that isn't right, that you know is harming them in their business, it's keeping them from moving forward, it's holding them back. You have to understand that when you're in that type of a relationship with them, they're looking to you for feedback and coaching. And I can remember in the beginning when I was first put into these types of relationships, I was hesitant to give people that kind of feedback because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want them to feel like I was trying to be their boss and tell them what to do. You know, I didn't want to discourage them by pointing out things that they needed to work on. There's so many different instances where when you start to build an organization in this profession, where you do have to have these somewhat difficult conversations. Now, when you talk about this ability to confront people, here's what I've found. One of the most important aspects of character in life, without question, is the ability to confront. See, when you're able to confront, what it is, is it's a sign of emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. See, when you can confront, what it does It strengthens relationships with people. When you take the time to show them that you care enough to confront issues and problems when they come up, they respect you for that. You know, and there are so many people, when when you think about it, that have relationships in their life where they don't have the ability to do this. They're not willing. Well, I shouldn't say they don't have the ability. They don't have the willingness. Everybody has the ability to do it, but they're not willing to confront issues. And here's what happens. These small little things in the beginning, because they don't go addressed and they continue to happen, oftentimes become these huge problems that are fatal to the relationship. Now, this is not just a business thing. This is a personal thing as well. So when you talk about the ability to confront when in, in a business environment, when we're building an organization, here's what it does. It adds structure to teams. And when there's structure in an organization, it adds security to the people that are in it. And when people feel like they're in a secure environment, that's when they thrive. But here's where it starts. It starts with you. It starts with your ability to confront issues when they come up. Now, here's an important part. When you're confronting someone, you have to balance two aspects. 
Number one is you have to balance the truth-telling side of your character where you just want to be honest and say, look, you know, this is what's happening and this is what you need to do. You've got to balance that truth-telling side with the loving and caring side of your character. Now, for some of you, you've got the truth-telling side down pat, but what you need to work on is the loving, caring part. So you don't have a problem confronting people, but you do it in a way where it just makes the situation worse and you create an even bigger problem because you're not balancing those two aspects. So when you are confronting, you have to balance the cold, hard truth with the loving and caring, empathetic side. And that's, that's a really important word, empathy. You know, empathy is it's the ability for you to put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand why they're feeling the way that they are and why they are or are not doing the things they're supposed to, right? That's important. And once again, empathy, when we talk about character, it's a sign of maturity, And it's a sign of emotional intelligence. So here's what you need to be able to do. Confront the problem. This is really important. Confront the problem, but do it in a way that preserves the relationship. You have to be able to go. And I always, I want you to remember this phrase. Go hard on the issue, but soft on the person. Always remember that. Now, let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Let's take a scenario where you have a person on your team saying all the right things. They're just not doing anything, right? They're not talking to new people. They're not coming to the meetings or the training. They're not taking action, but they're saying all the right things. They're saying that they're excited. They're saying that they want to, but their actions are not consistent with their words. And that's key. What I've learned as a leader. Don't listen to what people say. Watch what they do. So as a leader, you've got to confront issues like this when they come up. So let me give you some tips on how when you have to have this kind of a conversation, because believe me, this is going to come up many, many, many times. I mean, I've so many times over my career have I had to deal with this exact scenario. But let me explain to you a couple of things you can do beforehand that will make this conversation much easier. Now, in an early episode of the podcast, we, we had uh, an episode where we talked about getting new people started. Now, when you're getting a new person started on your team, there's a critical component that if you do correctly, will make confronting the person incredibly easy. See, when you're getting them started, you have to take the time to do something called setting expectations. Now, one of the expectations that you need to set, which is really just preparing them for the things that you know they're going to encounter. So, and the idea is by setting the expectations up front, when it does happen, it should be easier for them to deal with because they've been expecting it. So here's one of the expectations you need to set. You need to tell that new person, listen, there are going to be ups and downs. Now, when there are downs, How do you want me to handle them? This is really important. And I'll even say, here's what I mean by downs. Here's when I know you'll be down. You're not calling me anymore. You're not coming to the meetings or the trainings. You're not getting on the calls. I'm not seeing any production. So by asking them that, and most people, if they're serious, they're going to say, well, I want you to hold me accountable. And here's what they're doing. When they say that, 
They're giving you permission to confront them when it happens. Now, notice I said when it happens and not if it happens. Because rest assured, every person is going to be in a down point at some point in their business within the first month or so. I was at a down point literally on the drive home from when I signed in to the business. When I called my friend and he was negative and he told me no. And I went from being super excited, right, to not so excited anymore. So that's really important. Now, if you've taken a couple of minutes to set that expectation up front, it makes having the conversation so much easier. Now, here's the other thing that you need to do. In that same process of getting them started, just take a little bit of time to find out why they're in the business. What's their motivation? What's their reason why? Having this information will give you tremendous leverage when you're confronting them. Now, let me give you an example of how to have the conversation. Let's say I'm talking to John. John's on my team. He's a very promising new person. He's got great potential, saying all the right things, doing nothing. So let's say we have a training, a Saturday training. John doesn't show up. Now, he said he was going to. And he's frustrated because he's not seeing any success. And we literally just had a conversation earlier in the week where I told him, John, you need to come to training because he was struggling. And let's just say John said, I will absolutely be there. You got it? Now, I know you've been in this situation before, okay? Here's the question, though. How did you handle it when it happened? Did you just write John off? Because, see, that would be the easy thing to do, but it's the wrong thing to do. See, when the training is over, when John didn't show, you have an opportunity to confront him. And don't let that opportunity go by. Don't wait another four or five days immediately after. Don't See, here's the thing. Don't be most people. You're listening to this podcast because you want to be a great leader. You want to build an extraordinary organization. See, in order for that to be a reality, you have to be willing to do what most people won't. And the truly great leaders in this industry, they confront issues like this immediately when they come up. See, here's the thing about great leaders. They're willing to go the extra mile because they really do care. They're willing to take the time to make the call because they genuinely want to see that person succeed. Now, keep in mind, You have to go when you're making the call, hard on the issue, but soft on the person. And I want you to keep in mind another concept. Every time you're having one of these confrontation conversations, a little bit of a tongue twister, here's what you want to do. You want to kiss, kick, kiss. Now, what does that mean? Well, here's what it means. You start out the conversation kissing John. That sounds funny just saying that. You're going to kiss John in the beginning of the conversation. And here's how it goes. Hey, John. I call John up. I say, John, hey, look, I wanted to call because I'm worried about you because you didn't show up to the training today. Is everything okay? Now, here's the strategy. I love doing that. I love acting shocked when they don't say what they're going to do because they told me they were going to be there. And I act like I'm genuinely concerned that something must be wrong, John, because you told me you were going to be there. Look, I'm holding them accountable for their word. 
Now, John is going to most likely say something like, you know, something came up, this happened, whatever, blah, 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 excuse, 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 story, story, right? That's what John's going to say. And then I'm going to say this. Okay, John. Now, here's, the, here's where some of you are going wrong. You're not going to come in guns blazing because here's why. I know that I need to go hard on the issue but soft on the person. So I'm going to say something like this. I'm going to say, John, listen, can I be straight with you? And he's going to say, yeah, what's up? And I'm going to say, I want to let you know that the reason I'm even having this conversation with you is because I care about seeing you be successful. I want you to know that I believe in you right now. What am I doing? I'm kissing John right now. I promise you, you're never going to forget that analogy. That Just the visual alone, I promise you the next time you're in this situation, you're going to remember that. So anyway, now here's where I get ready to kick him. So I've kissed him. I made nice. I told him that I care about him. I said, listen, I, I'm, I'm doing this because I want you to win. And now I'm going to kick him. And I'm going to say, John, do you remember when we had that conversation a couple of months ago that when you first got started and you told me that when you were down and not plugging in, you told me you wanted me to hold you accountable. Do you remember that, John? And he's going to say, yeah, I remember that. And I'm going to say, guess what? I'm here. And I'm here to hold you accountable. And also, John, remember when we talked about the reason why you're doing this business? And remember you told me how important it was for you to have Sally, your wife, not have to work, to stay home with the kids. Remember how important you told me that was to you, John? And do you remember when I told you that I'm here to help you to do that? And John's going to say, yeah. And then I'm going to say, John, let me ask you something. Is that not a goal of yours anymore? Have you magically found something else in the last 30 days that's going to give you a better chance of bringing her home? See, here's what I'm doing. I'm just being upfront and honest with him, but I'm confronting the issue. I'm being hard on the issue And he asked me to do it. That's the reason why it's so much easier to have that conversation. Now, John's going to say something like this. He's going to say, you know what, man, that's not the case. You know, and then here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go hard on the issue. I'm going to say, John, look, you didn't show up for the training today. And you're not going to be successful in a business like this unless you go to trainings. You're not doing the things you need to do. You're not talking to new people. You're not plugging in. John, you're not going to be successful doing what you're doing. Do you see the disconnect here? You can't get what you're telling me you want unless you do the things that you need to get there. Now, some of you might be thinking, man, this is kind of harsh. Well, you know what? Here's what I know as a leader. I have an opportunity right now to confront John and to be very upfront and honest with him. And I'm not doing it in a way where I'm trying to make him feel bad. But I understand that I have a responsibility to him as a leader that if I can't get him to see the errors in his ways and if I don't confront the issue and potentially snap him into whatever he needs to do, then I'm going to lose him forever. And losing him forever could be literally the difference of life or death for these people. Guys, you have an opportunity that could change people's lives. And in the beginning, they don't understand what they're supposed to do to be successful. You do. That's why it's your job to hold them to task and keep them accountable and keep them on the right path. And I promise you, people will thank you for that long term. And that's the conversation, right? So I'm I'm preserving, you know, I'm addressing the issue. But then I want to make sure at the end I kiss him again, 
because I want to preserve the relationship, right? I want to go hard on the person or hard on the issue, soft on the person, but I want to preserve the relationship. So I'm going to say, John, listen, if this is coming across harsh, it's only because I care about you and because I know that you can do this and I want to see you win in this business. So just be straight up with me. Are you ready to step up and start to do the things you need to do? That's how the conversation should go. Now, at the end of the day, is it going to work every time? Is John going to just snap into shape and start doing the things he needs to do? No. But here's what I will tell you. If John's not going to do anything after that conversation, he's not. He's never going to do anything. The timing is just not right for him. And here's the other side of it, is when you do take the time to have that conversation and they do start doing the right things, they are forever indebted to you as a leader because you cared enough to get them on the right path. So let's talk about a different scenario. So let's say that you have someone that you're in a coaching relationship with. You're directly mentoring them in the business. See, this used to happen to me a lot. Let's say that you're coaching somebody to eventually become a presenter, to learn how to give a presentation. It's a very critical skill. Every one of us has to develop it. So let's say you're teaching somebody how to do that. Now, eventually, if you're going through this process with people, they're going to get to the point where the person you're mentoring will actually have to step up and give a presentation. Now, when that happens, you should be there for support to watch them so that you can give them feedback. Now, this is critical. You can't just send people off to do it until you know they are ready. So let's say this happens. They go through their presentation. Now you're there. What I do, I literally take notes during the presentation because I genuinely want to help them. So you want to be able to give them specific instances of where they did great and then places where they can improve. And when they're done, I make sure to have that coaching conversation immediately after the meeting is over where I'm giving them positive feedback because that's important. I'll talk to you about that in a second. But you also have to confront the issue. See, because I care and because I want to be a great leader, I'm going to make sure I give them the feedback so that they can get better. I'm not going to just say when they say, hey, how did I do? Say you did great because I don't want to hurt their feelings or discourage them. Look, if somebody's looking to me for coaching and mentoring, I have a responsibility to give them actionable feedback that's going to help them. Now, however, I do realize this. This is a very fragile kind of conversation because they're not confident in being a presenter. Most of them don't really want to do it. They're afraid. And listen, they're looking for any reason to not have to do it again. So you have to be delicate. You know, you have to kiss, kick, kiss, right? Go hard on the issue, but soft on the person. Preserve the relationship. So I'll start out saying something like this. I'll say, John, you did an amazing job. I'm so impressed. I'm excited for you, man. I didn't think you were going to be that good. See, I'm building them up. I'm kissing, right? I'm making them feel good. And then find, look, find something. It doesn't matter how bad they were. Every single person has at least one thing that they do really well. So just acknowledge it up front, right? And then say, hey, can I give you some feedback? And, I, and John will say, yeah, sure. And I'm going to say, look, just a couple of small little tweaks. And then I'm going to go through the one or two things that I wrote down that are the biggest issues that I saw 
that if they just correct those, they'll start to get better. But then I'm going to go right back to, look, at the end of the day, though, John, based off of where you are for your first presentation, that was phenomenal. You are going to do amazing, man. And, and once again, it's just kiss, kick, kiss. Address the issue, go soft on the person, and preserve the relationship. But you have to make sure you confront the issue and give them the feedback. And if you do this the right way, if you care about the results of the conversation and not just making yourself feel good, right? See, because most people, when they confront people, they do it because they want to make themselves feel good. Now, when that happens, that's when things go wrong. So when you're confronting someone, make sure that you care about the results. See, I want John to have a breakthrough. I want him to learn. I want him to be empowered. I want him to get better. I don't want him to feel bad about the process. Here's the last point that I'll make. Confrontation does not have to be adversarial. See, I think that's the reason why so many of us shy away from confrontation because we think it has to be this this adversarial interaction. It doesn't have to be that way. Look, if you want it to be effective, it shouldn't be that way. Look, when confrontation is done the right way, it's less, let's face this issue together. It's John, I'm in this with you. How can we get you to start coming to the meeting? You know, what do we have to do to make this not a problem anymore? That's confrontation done in the right sense. And here's what I found. When you're willing to confront people that are on your team, they will look at you as a leader on an entirely different level. They will respect you. See, when you're willing to confront and address issues when they come up, you create a culture of accountability in your group. And remember, everything you do will duplicate on your team. And if you create a culture in your group where healthy confrontation happens and there's a level of accountability in everything that goes on, that is one of the strongest things that you can create in an organization. And it will dramatically improve the results on your team. The bottom line is this, guys. If you want to build a massive organization and a loyal following of people, confrontation is a critical part of you achieving that. The ability to confront is a important part of you becoming a great leader. So hopefully that helps, and uh, hopefully it will correct any errors that you've been making, set you on the right path, teach you how to have the right conversations. And once again, guys, just remember, if you want to get a copy of the show notes so that you can literally get the scripts and what I said, I transcribed the entire episode, just text, Episode 15, all one word, episode 15 to the number 44222. So that's the episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you soon on the next episode. Take care.